Well, amen, amen. Good morning, everyone. If you are here for the very first time, I'm Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor of this congregation, and I want to say welcome. I pray that you have felt welcomed and that you were able to freely worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I also want to say thank you for those of you who are watching online. We are currently in our fourth and final week of our current sermon series that is titled Resolve. New year, new you, same God. On January 1st, I began by telling the congregation that it's important that we don't live in the past while we're living in the present. But it is important from time to time to look back and remember where God was, whether in a time of celebration or when we were going through trials and tribulations. Uh, it's always important for us to remember because then we can face what's coming up because remembering where God was when, uh, in the past. And then uh, the second week, I talked about refocusing. It's important for us to not live our lives in blurry, but to refocus our lives. And it was, it's important that we go into the temple of the Holy Spirit, where the Bible says it's our bodies, and to clear out anything that defiles, uh, again, the, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And uh, there are things that uh, in, in our lives that we put there that takes the, the, the spot that's supposed to be only belonging to God. So I encourage you to take anything out that, uh, again, defiled the temple. And then uh, last week, I talked about restarting. Every day God gives us is another day of opportunity, opportunity to restart at any age and any part or journey of your life. That it's important for us to go before God and say, God, here I am. I, I'm, I'm so sorry, like repenting of, of, of uh, your sins, repenting of what uh, you have done in the past that is not uh, doing the will of God. And so you have an opportunity every day to restart, just like the chief tax collector did in Zacchaeus. If you missed any of those services, they are on demand through our Facebook or YouTube channel. Today, and to finalize this uh, part, is anytime we're looking towards uh, uh, any year, right? And, and most of the time we uh, take uh, note of what's happening in our lives and say, okay, this is, this is a new year, uh, a new me type of thing. And, uh, but one of the things we have to do if we want to stay on track is to what's next month going to look like or what's this whole year going to look like and then most of the time what people do is that they know what their end goal is and so they start working backwards to make sure that when by the time they get to the end of the year they have seen where they have progressed and the challenges as well as the accomplishments that they have made throughout their year but if you live every day without no goal, if you live every day without no purpose, and then you're just wasting away the day. Today's message is revelation. Revelation, uh, what to look forward to in the, uh, uh, in the future. Now, there are times that people say, uh, it's uncertain what our future holds, surely enough. But you also, there are people who can look for, uh, forward to the future, for example, um, uh, starting a new family. Uh, getting engaged, knowing that you're uh, retiring. There are things that you are looking forward to in the future. But in our lives, in our Christian lives, the spiritual lives, it is important that we also take account and remembering regarding the future. Not knowing that we know what's going to happen and God is there, but we have to prepare for it. And Jesus is a great example of uh, uh, letting us know what the future holds. You know why? Because there are times that, just like this series, we remember where God was, we um, refocus and restart, and we're ready to go, okay? All right, we've already done this, and you're at the starting line, ready to go, and then you start realizing, okay, it's fresh, it's new, and then you start looking around, and you start seeing that there, man, God, but there's still floods. 
that are wiping out villages. I've heard of earthquakes, God, and people have lost their lives. I've heard of uh, towns and villages or, or, or uh, cities that they, they've been ravaged by the, the tornadoes, God, and what about the wars, God, and, and all of a sudden what happens is when you are there almost at the starting because you're restarting, you start focusing on those things around you and it paralyzes you. Is it, is it worth and then knowing what, what may be in our future, if all this conflicts and look at our world, God, God, why don't you come, come now, God. Don't let it get worse. You know, it's, that's not only just for today, but I also believe, you know, uh, and we're going to go into scripture. I'm going to ask you to please open up your Bible to the book of Mark, chapter 13. We're going to see how what Jesus talks about uh, and try to settle the disciples because they also had concerns and they also had questions and saying, okay, God, well, I see so many things. When are you coming? And when is this going to take place? So on uh, Mark 13, I'm gonna uh, ask you to go, I'm gonna do, do selected verses because it's a long chapter and I'm gonna start on verse seven. And here Jesus is speaking again to his, um, uh, several of his disciples. And he says this, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in many parts of the world as well as famines, but this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Let me pause there for a moment. Did you miss it, ladies and gentlemen? Here, when they had concerns about the future, they, had, they were asking, the disciples were asking Jesus, when is this going to happen? When is the, is the temple going to be destroyed? And, and they're, they're looking towards the future, and what does Jesus say? You're going you're gonna to see and hear about threats of war, where nations against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms, you'll see earthquakes, and as we know, we got floods, and we have uh, uh, like the tsunamis, and you have uh, uh, the earthquakes, and you got tornadoes, and, and many other things, and but he says, don't panic. It's easier said than done, right? Our human nature is like, no, no, if I can't control it, I, I, I start the anxiety and the worry. But here Jesus is saying to those words and his disciples, you're going to hear about these things. These things are going to happen, but don't panic. This is just the beginning and the, the, the coming won't come immediately. But what will take place, Jesus continued on. I'm going to ask you to go to all the way down to 20, 24. Verse 24, at that time, after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with great power and glory. Now let's drop down to... Uh, 32. Again, the disciples are still trying to get an answer from Jesus, right? And then he says this on verse 32. However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in the heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. And since you don't know what time that time will come, when that time will come, be on guard, stay alert. Let me pause there. Usually, and you probably heard me say this before, I know when Jesus is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. And you're probably saying, yeah, Pastor, tell me. On the unexpected time. <laughs> when you least expect it. Even Jesus is saying, you gotta be on guard. You gotta stay alert. 
And there are times, you know, if you knew when Jesus was going to come, wouldn't you be like, well, I can do whatever I need to do and I can just have fun and do, and do anything on my own desires because I know that he's going to come on January 23rd at 1 p.m. <laughs> so at least by 1230-ish, I'm going to be uh, on my knees and, okay, Lord, I'm preparing my heart and soul for your coming at 1 o'clock, right? <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't work that way. And we've also here uh, heard of people and, 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 and uh, uh, evangelists or others that have gone on television or on books and saying, hey, this is when the Lord is going to come back. And we've seen that. And in fact, uh, Jesus gives an uh, illustration. Let's continue on verse 34. It says, the coming of the Son of Man can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do, and he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too, I believe this is Jesus talking, uh, uh, looking at the disciples as he's speaking with them. He says, you too, you too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return, in the evening, at midnight, before dawn or at daybreak. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone, watch for him. There are times that we can, we feel like we have been sleeping, not literally sleeping, but sleeping that we are not moving forward, that we have been paralyzed and not doing anything for the will of God because we may be scared of what is to come. We may the uncertainties of what tomorrow is going to hold, what the next month is going to hold, or what this year holds because we are so focused on what we can uh, accomplish, the focused on what we can do and make sure that the plans that we have, we are checking things off. And if it doesn't go that way, we start again getting the anxiety and, and the worry. And, and here God is, uh, Jesus is saying to his disciples, look, it's like a person going on a long trip. You always got to be watching. Always got to be on guard, on alert, because he may be coming at the time that is least expected, at midnight, at daybreak. That's the scripture saying here. I don't know about you, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure you've, you've seen these and, and or have experienced it. When I was younger, I would go through like in New York and a few other places and they would um, have these signs that say, you know, repent, Jesus is coming. And you still probably see them today. Repent, Jesus is coming or Jesus is coming soon or the, the end is near. And I'd be like, oh man, the end is near. We've we got to do something. Right? Okay, God, here I am. And, and then all of a sudden, the next day comes, and okay, Lord, I'm still waiting. Okay, I'm still good. I'm still good. And then that day turns into month. And those months turns into years. And I say that right now. Here you are in 2023. I still remember when I was a young person hearing those same words that Jesus is coming soon. But here's the part. I, I still want to trust in God and his promise. But unfortunately and sadly, there are those who give up. There are those who get discouraged because, oh, I've heard that before. You know, it reminds me, when I mention New York, it reminds me of a time when uh, I was in second grade. You know, I lived in Staten Island, New York. And the, our second grade teacher would read stories to us. And they were, they were from uh, uh, Aesop's Fables. I don't know if you remember those, uh, those stories. Well, one of them that I still remember, it was, uh, I'm not going to say verbatim, um, but I still remember it was the one that was called A Boy Cried Wolf. 
All right? And that's the one where we gather, you know, they put a boy out to take care of the sheep and the, uh, the townspeople said, look, if you, if you see something and, and it's going to harm the sheep, just, just call out and we'll be here. And then that's what they did. The, little, the, the, the boy is there and then he got bored or something, you know, and then he was, he said, I got an idea. Wolf! Wolf! The townspeople go quickly over to try to make sure that they are protecting the sheep, you know, from the wolf. And, and all of a sudden, the boy is just laughing at them. <laughs> and so the townspeople go back. The boy does it again. Wolf! Wolf! And the people run out again. The kid starts laughing. And it came to a point, the, th- the third time, when there was a wolf. And then he saw the wolf and he cried out, wolf, wolf, and hoping that the people will come out and, and help him that way that the, the sheep don't, sh- don't uh, uh, scatter. And they didn't come out. And that part of that story, I remember, was, uh, uh, was that it, don't, don't lie because people will then not believe you even when you're telling the truth. You know, in our spiritual lives, you probably feel that way. It's like, oh, people have been saying Jesus is coming. Oh, I'm not, I'm not coming out to him anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to know more about him. I'm not going to learn more about him. I'm, I'm not going to do what he's asking me to do because it, it, it just, that's just made up. Or, or that's, discouraged, you know, that's a discouragement. And, and I've been hearing that for so long. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not just you hearing it from me. But if you believe in the word of God, Jesus is saying that he will come again. And we have to be ready. We got to be on guard. We got to be alert. And so when we're looking at this new year, when we're in the new you, understand that, that God is still the same God and he's going to keep his promises. Because back then, right now, people can be discouraged by saying, well, it's still the same thing. Well, you know what? In the scriptures, it reminds us that others back then also thought the same thing. I'm going to ask you to please, it wasn't on the screen, but I'm going to invite you to go to Second Peter. Second Peter, chapter three. Second Peter, chapter three. I want to share this with you a moment. I'm going to go to verse three and four. He says, most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires. You see what I was talking about earlier? You know, when you, you, you got tired of waiting, you, you, you're saying, oh, well, the, the, the truth about of Jesus coming back, you know, I'm, I'm already tired, I'm, I got discouraged, I'm just going to do my own thing. And here in the scripture is saying the same thing. He's, they're going to follow their own desires. And they will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. You see, so it's not just now that people have been discouraged or have heard and, and is still questioning, but also in scriptures. Drop down to verse 8. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think, and even today some people think that. No, he is being patient for your sake. I'm going to pause there. He is being patient for your sake and your sake and your sake. 
and for your sake, and for those of you who are watching online, for your sake. He's being patient. He does not want, why? Because he does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. You see, that's why every day is an, uh, another day of life, another day of opportunity that we can come before God and then knowing what, don't, not knowing what the future is going to hold, we can plan things out, but God, I'm, I'm going to continue waiting on you. And then what happens on verse uh, 10, but the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. The Bible says, then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise and the, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Let me pause there. Many times, and I've said it before and it's a reminder that many times that people want to say, okay, God is love and he loves everything. No, we've got to remember that God is also a God of judgment. And we're fearful at times. We only want to think about the, the, the love of God, but we forget about his judgment. And it says in verse 11, since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live. Looking forward to, again, the future, not knowing, but looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth. He has promised a world with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. You're probably one of those individuals. I've said it before, and I'm, I'm honest with you. God, come now. Look at this world, the way that it's turning. You've got to come now before it gets worse. And here, as a reminder, God's patience. He's not slow to keep his promises, but he's allowing people to repent and to turn to him. As I finish out this, this message here, I can't finish out this message on Revelation without reading a passage on the book of Revelation. So turn to uh, Revelation number chapter 21. Because sometimes, you know, when we think about, as you're looking for it, we think about what are the guarantees in life. I mean, and, and you, you, I know you, you make plans, and it's good to make plans, but we also got to keep in mind that when we, when we do those plans, we should also say, Lord willing, right? Uh, if God will permit, and, and the only guaranteed thing in life, and you probably heard me this, uh, say this before, the only thing guaranteed in life is death. But those who believe in Christ it's, we're not only looking right now at, at death that's going to come our, for our bodies, but also what Christ has done for us that we can have life and life everlasting after our death. Verse 3 of chapter 21. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. And I love verse four because I know that many of you have been hurting. Many of you have, 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 have sacrificed things or, or have been, uh, things have been taken away from you. But, and here, here's, I love this verse four. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. 
and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but I look forward to I look forward to that day. I don't have to worry about tears because of the hurt and the pain, but we live in a world that God is, is righteous and that he will be with us. And so, and therefore, as we live each day and we look, not just today, but as we look forward, if we can focus, ladies and gentlemen, if we can focus on doing our very best that we can and, and remembering and being on guard and staying alert that God is going to come back again, that we'll see Jesus again, and that if we can just focus on that and every day that he gives, hey, okay, God, it's another day of life. Even, even if I'm, uh, I'm laying in bed, can I call somebody and, and, and make it their day? Can I encourage them? Can I call somebody or text somebody or put something on social media that will brighten somebody's day, God? Why wait until the end of the year? We know, ladies and gentlemen, as we come before God's presence, we can say, God, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but I'll be on guard and I'll, I'll stay alert. I want to I do your will. I, I, God, I, I don't want to deal with more pain. It's, it's already hard enough. Maybe some of you are dealing with health issues and, or, or someone you know is dealing with health issues. So it, it's painful to see the, the states that they're in and God, you got to come now, right? That's sometimes our cry out to him. Well, when we come before God's presence and that the new earth and the new heaven, well, that God is there, that his righteousness will be reigning there. And no, just to think that there's no more pain no more sorrow, no more death, no more sorrow, that we can have the peace that only God can provide. You know, I didn't ask of this from the, but I feel I, I, feel I should do this right now, but if, if lay pastors and Stephen ministers are here today, I'm gonna to invite you to please uh, come up to the, the front and while I sing this next song, it's titled, I Will Rise. And it's really based on that uh, Revelation 21, verse 4. So if you're in need of prayer, our lay pastors and Stephen ministers are willing to pray with you and for you. As I sing this song, feel free. This is going to be the last song of this service. I don't want you leaving out of here without a prayer. And don't worry about who's next to you or in front of you, behind you. It is between you and God. As you hear these words, again, that's titled... I will rise.